Good evening, friends. It's Jen here. Um, it's Monday, March 14th. Doing my daily audio that I committed to about a half. Gosh, how long has it been? I don't even know how many I've done. About a month ago, I suppose. Um, today, I was listening to this podcast by Esther Perez, who is um, essentially a counselor slash therapist, and she was counseling a male couple who was having issues in their partnership, and she asked them a question that got me thinking about myself, and that question was... Um, or it wasn't so much a question, it was she, something she was pointing out, but it became a question for me, and that is, what is my survival struggle? So what that means is, what, what is it that I go to to survive when I'm feeling that fight or flight type of situation where someone is confronting me and I'm feeling emotions that I don't like? Um, what is my go-to that triggers my survival mode? And what do I do? How do I behave? And how does that affect my relationships? And for me, um, what I tend to do is I tend to turn inward. I tend to shut down. Um, I retract into myself. Um, I definitely fly the coop, so to speak. Um, Yeah. So when I'm being confronted with negative things or heightened emotions, I feel the need to retreat and to go into myself and essentially hibernate. And process everything that's happening to me. Um, obviously, being older and more experienced in dealing with emotions, I have my go-to methods to process them, which for me are always writing, reading, journaling. Um, I do, when I'm ready, reach out and talk to trusted people to get their perspectives, um, depending on what the topic is or what the situation is. But ultimately, I go into myself and I try to process things uh, myself. And how that affects my relationships... uh, I'm not really sure Um, because I don't really have a partner that I day in and day out with that I live with that I share space with. So it's not like arguments come up often or that I have conflict often in my life these days. Um, Honestly, I'm probably alone too much these days, but... um, 
Yeah, uh, I, I don't know. It's, it's interesting to think about because we all have triggers and we all react to those triggers. And I think it's not so much important that we stop reacting in negative ways to those triggers. Obviously, that's a goal. But I think the more important goal is to recognize what they are and how they're affecting the people around us. And then you take that a step further and you have a conversation with that person about why you're triggered in that way and why you react in that way. It's, it's really more a tool for you to be able to have a conversation with another person to get deeper understanding of each other, to communicate, to learn about each other on a deeper level and further improve that intimacy that you have with that person. The problem is most people don't like to do that kind of work. They just want to sweep it under the rug and move on. They don't want to actually confront their issues and why they're behaving the way they do, nor do they want to talk about it. Um, so I think the most important thing in identifying what our survival struggles are is to be open to exploring it. Like that is step one. And then paying attention when it happens and the possible underlying reasons why. And it usually 99.9% of the time is related to childhood and what you experienced as a child and how you were raised and the dynamics that were in your family. So I think in my scenario with having four kids in my family in a pretty small house with one shared bathroom, um, six total people, um, that I think we all had different ways of going into survival mode um, and family dynamics played a huge role in that and without going into really my history of my family or my family dynamics I just think for me I think because I didn't ever have a profound like I didn't ever have any real privacy growing up because I shared a bedroom till I was 13. We had a small house. There were always people around. You really didn't have any privacy. Um, I think that is why now I value it so much. And I almost, even though I'm a social person, I consider myself somewhat of a loner. And I like my alone time. And I like being able to go back to my, the safety of my house where I'm by myself and I can process things and I can be at peace. Um, because growing up, it's just not something I ever had. So I think my survival mechanisms really were to just revert into my head and to shut out the noise around me in any way that I could. I think it's why I loved running 
because I could go out and I could put my music on and I could just zone out for miles at a time and think without being interrupted. Um, I did that a lot. I think it's why I was never entrenched in any one group of friends growing up. Um, I just always felt like I needed to be one step outside of any circle, almost as an escape route. Um, I just wasn't willing to give up my full identity to any one thing. So I always had a, one foot out of any any potential circle I was drawn into. Um, yeah, it's just interesting to think about But I think the point here is that everybody has a survival struggle. Everybody has a go-to behavior that they react to when dealing with intense situations. And we can absolutely love the people around us, our partners, our family, our friends, Um, but struggle with certain dynamics of a relationship if we don't identify some of those things we do that are unhealthy when we react in negative situations. So it's, it's worth thinking about. It's worth addressing. It's, it's interesting to talk from this perspective because I remember being married in my 20s and having a lot of these sort of confrontations and not understanding them at all and um, really only after the fact doing the work required. Um, I did do some of the work during our marriage for sure. We were separated after three years. I did a lot of work then and I did even more work after our divorce but It's an absolute necessary step to take if you want a healthy relationship. You have to really, truly, openly look at yourself and address the problem areas that are causing tension in your relationships. And I think you have to approach it that both parties are probably at fault for reacting in ways that the other person doesn't understand and in ways that are probably unhealthy. Uh, But once you get to the root of why you behave in a certain way and why you react in certain ways, based on past family dynamics, it becomes very clear and you're able to correct and to trust more and to give each other the benefit of the doubt and to allow for grace in your relationship. And it all boils down to communication and the openness to explore your deepest, darkest traumas, essentially. It's scary. Um, I know for me, uh, a lot of times it was painful to think back. And sometimes I was even in denial, like, because I had a pretty idealistic childhood, if you look at it from one perspective. 
But even with a, a fairly idealistic childhood, there's still family dynamics that damage you. It just, it's inevitable. It happens no matter what kind of family you're in. And it took me a long time to admit that there were certain things that, say, my siblings did or my parents did that hurt me that I need to acknowledge as being a forming, you know, situationally forming of who I am today and did affect me and does affect how I perceive myself and my value and this and that. So regardless of how you perceived your childhood, there are always going to be things you can learn from the past that did absolutely form you into who you are today, Um, sometimes in a positive way and sometimes in a negative way. So it's just really important to come into it with a very open mind and an open heart. And one thing I'm doing in therapy right now is trying to tie all of those emotions to how I process emotions now. So any negative feelings that I feel in my body, paying close attention to where I'm feeling them and how does that connect back to childhood? When in my childhood did I feel that and why? And it's a challenging thing to do because I think a lot of times we gloss over the negative in our childhood and we only think about the positive. And so it's easy to kind of forget a lot of those experiences. So it's exhausting work, but I think it's worth it. I think it's always worth it to better understand yourself, especially as you relate to the people you love that are around you. So um, yeah, something I'm going to think more on my survival struggles how it's negatively affecting my relationships still today, Um, what I can do to open myself up and to heal in those ways so that I'm continuing to be the best person I can be and relate as positively to my people as I can. So that's my rant for today. Um... Hope it was helpful. I will talk to you tomorrow.